Welcome to the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you strategically grow a thriving and profitable health business online. Each week, we dive into new topics surrounding design and tech so that you can take action and have a brand and business you're super confident in. I'm your host, Julie Ralston, and the owner of Jules Design, a website design studio who helps ambitious wellness pros and holistic business owners grow their brands through intentional design. To learn more about working with me, head to julesdesign.co. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast. This is episode 20. Can you believe we're on episode 20 already? That is crazy. I'm so excited. If you've been listening for just a little while, if you've been listening for a while, whatever it is, thank you so much for being here and for tuning into the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. So thank you so much for sticking with me this long. I've got some great episodes coming up in November and December, January. I'm so excited. I've <laughs> got some great stuff planned and I am looking for people to interview right now. So if you want to be on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast, I actually put up a form on my website where you can apply to be on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast as an interviewee. I would absolutely love to interview you and learn more about your business and have you on the podcast. I'm mainly looking for um, business owners who help health and wellness pros just like I do with anything business related. So it can be anything that I like to talk about on this podcast, like design and tech, but it can also be anything business focused. So if you really focused on email list growth, like what we're going to be talking about today, if you focus on mindset or copywriting or I don't know, photography, anything, anything you want to talk about. Um, if you are mainly working with health and wellness pros, or you have a lot of experience working with health and wellness pros, then I think you'd be an amazing fit for the podcast. So head on over to my website to apply if you're interested in being on the podcast. I'll also make sure to link that up in today's show notes. The show notes can be found at julesdesign.co slash episode 20. Okay, I think that takes care of all that stuff. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Episode 20 is all about growing your email list and your conversion rate with challenges. Challenges are an amazing way to build up your audience, especially as a health and wellness pro. So if you haven't ever tried a challenge before, maybe they felt overwhelming or just like a ton of work to put together, then this episode's for you because we're going to kind of like walk through how to do all of that and why challenges are such a great option for health and wellness business owners. So let's go ahead and get started just by talking about what a challenge is all about. So a challenge is basically a freebie that you create as an email opt-in incentive for your audience. That's kind of like the short, simple definition. Um, But it really does go beyond that. It's not just a simple like PDF download, like a shopping list or a checklist or a little guide or something like that, or even like a simple one-off workout video. It's definitely like a little bit beyond that scope wise. It's an actual challenge where you're inviting your ideal client to hang out with you and grow or improve themselves. So it's kind of a little bit ongoing. It has some legs to it. It takes a little bit of time to work through together. Similar to like a course takes a little bit of time to go through. It's not something where you just download, you spend 15 minutes filling it out and you're done. You've moved on. 
Maybe it's a one-week yoga challenge where you post a new yoga video every single day for a week inside of a closed Facebook group, for instance. It doesn't have to be super complicated. In fact, it shouldn't be super complicated because this is something you are doing for free. Another example would maybe be a three-day course-style sort of dripped-out challenge where you're like dripping out the content with pre-recorded videos and workbook PDFs to go along with each lesson. So we'll say maybe this is for women who are busy and trying to make more time for self-care and that's kind of what you're creating that content on and sort of dripping it out over three days. So whatever your challenge is, you just want to make sure that it's easy to follow, somewhat interactive so that you can use this as an opportunity for new email subscribers to get to know you. So you're not just putting the content out there. You want to also be creating conversation and community along with the challenge. And then finally, you want to make sure that your challenge is actually set up to get you more leads for one-on-one services or to book a paid group program, a course, or a membership site. So make sure that whatever you're creating, this goes for any kind of free content, but especially email opt-in incentives in general, you want to make sure that they're linking up with what you're actually selling. So you're giving away the free content and then you're starting to discuss your paid content after that. So after you've given the value, you follow that up with the paid offer. So those things should really work together to funnel people into your paid offering. So you don't want to just create a challenge just to create a challenge, just to like work up some buzz or something. What is the purpose behind what you're doing? So to help you create a challenge that is totally awesome and will book more of the right people, just keep on listening to today's episode because I'm covering the top three ways to build up your email list and your conversion rate using challenges. And hopefully just what we've talked about already kind of gives you a nice little overview of why you might want to start considering using challenges to grow your email list and your expertise as a health and wellness pro. So I'm going to be covering three things that you're going to want to keep in mind when you're creating your challenge. So these are three things that you're going to want to incorporate into the challenge to make sure that it's an enjoyable process for your ideal client and that it actually converts and connects with what you're selling, your paid offering. Whether that is a group program or a one-to-many offering or you're selling a one-to-one service, either way, challenges are a great option. So let's go ahead and get started with the first one, which is to make sure that your challenge is solving a specific problem. And more importantly, that it's solving a pain point that your ideal client is experiencing right now. So what can you help them with in just a few days? Remember, this is not a paid program. What is the base level struggle that your ideal client is having? And how can you guide them to take that first step to fix their problem? So don't try to solve everything with your challenge. This is kind of a common mistake that I see happening over and over again. And it's something I kind of can end up finding myself doing as well because you want to help so much. You know, you really care and you want your ideal client to get amazing results. And that's awesome. But they're going to get those amazing results with your paid program. And it's really important to differentiate what you're giving away for free, what value you're providing for free, just as a nice, helpful way to get started 
versus what you're providing value-wise in your paid program. So what is the base level struggle that your ideal client's having and how can you guide them to take that first step to fix that problem? Emphasis on the first step. This is why I read that question again. So with your challenge, you wanna be really targeted on one thing that you can solve for your ideal client. So again, what is that first step in the right direction for your ideal client? What is a quick change that someone can make that does make a life-changing impact? I love examples. So let's take that yoga challenge that I was talking about earlier. So if someone has been interested in yoga, but hasn't ever tried it before, or maybe they tried to start a yoga practice, but couldn't make it a habit. And this yoga challenge helps to solve those types of problems for them. So by the end of the challenge, they will have been introduced to you. And of course, will love your videos and you because they're going to get to know you through the challenge. But more importantly, they will have started their yoga journey and are developing a practice that they want to stick with. So you're helping to build that habit by sticking with them for seven days. You're allowing them to build up that habit so they can stick with their yoga journey. And that's where your paid offering comes into play. You can see how this lines up perfectly here. You gave them this yoga challenge as a starting point, an introduction to how yoga works, how easy it is to start. And now they've done that for seven days and they've really enjoyed the process. And even more importantly, they've enjoyed doing it with you because they stuck to the yoga practice with you. They didn't stick to it before. And now they have, and they are ready for more. They're primed to buy your yoga video membership, for instance. Let's just say that's what you're offering so that they can keep practicing with you. Or maybe they'll want to join your next paid group program where they can work with you on a more personal level. Maybe with just a few other people in the group program. Just make sure that your free challenge solves a specific problem and solves it for the right people. And then it's gonna really line up with your paid offering. Next up is to keep it simple. So don't overcomplicate your challenge by thinking you need to include everything under the sun. Now this really goes back to what I was saying earlier about not making your free offering the same as your paid offering. Otherwise, why would somebody need to purchase your paid offering? If you're giving away everything for free and you're solving their all of their pain points, then they're probably not going to need to purchase your paid offering. And this isn't just because then people won't buy your paid program because they got what they needed from the free one. And that's because it's also actually because it causes more people to drop off and stop participating because it's really hard. <laughs> You've made it really challenging. So you made the challenge too hard and then people aren't feeling motivated to continue. So if you put too much in there, it causes stress and overwhelm, especially for people just taking that first step and just getting started. That can be really overwhelming and cause people to drop off and not finish the challenge. And if they don't finish the challenge, they aren't going to buy your paid program, your paid offering, your paid service, because they dropped off and you weren't actually able to help them and make that life-changing impact and provide value with your free offering, your free challenge. And I totally get that you may not wanna create a really easy challenge and that's fine, but know your audience here. So do they want a really challenging workout with a tough love approach? 
if they do, then that can be awesome. That could be awesome for you because that's your ideal client. That's who you want to attract. But if that's not a style that will resonate with them, then that's probably not going to be the best approach. So think about who your ideal client is here. Is it somebody just getting started with their yoga practice or is it somebody a little bit more advanced? So think about who you're making the challenge for and customize it to be for your ideal client. So you can get started with this by just outlining ahead of time how the challenge will work and kind of who it's for. So in that case of the one week yoga challenge, I would either create a Facebook group and post the videos and later, you know, promotion details, more information about that paid membership in that Facebook group. Or I would upload the videos privately to Vimeo and then maybe drip them out to an email list. That way you have the opportunity to promote either way after your challenge is over and ideally both ways. So you can promote it via email, you can promote it on Facebook, you could do both, you could do one of those things. And you could also tease your paid offering as the challenge is going on so that people know that something big is coming and maybe you've kind of given them a little bit more information about how they can work with you in the future. And in the case, going back to the beginning where I was talking about that self-care three-day challenge, as I mentioned, I would kind of either drip that out via email. This time, maybe it comes with a PDF workbook with either written or video lessons, or you could set this up as a little mini course with something like Teachable so that users can actually feel like they're taking a course and everything is really easy to use and visualize. And I think that's the perfect option if you're actually selling a course inside of this platform at the end, because then you have your paid you know, course in Teachable and your free course in Teachable, um, and you're actually training the user on how to use your platform of choice at the same time. So they know what to expect from you. And once they actually join that paid course, everything's really easy to use because they've already gotten used to how everything is laid out in the free offering. That's just kind of a little bonus that you're just making it more simple and easier to use, which I love as a usability expert, super important, just to make everything really easy and consistent throughout. But whatever you choose, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. That is really the goal here. You don't have to have any fancy tools to run a challenge. You don't necessarily need to have Teachable or any kind of like group course program like that. That's not a requirement to create a challenge. Sure, you can totally use those fancy tools if they are going to be relevant to what you're offering, but you can also just, you know, use an email list platform that you probably already have, you know, as an entrepreneur, maybe something like ConvertKit. That's what I like to use personally, or maybe a free Facebook group. You can get away with just kind of some simple tools just like that, and you're going to be in good shape. And then finally, the last thing I'm going to recommend for your challenges is to make it interactive and personal. Keep in mind that many people joining this challenge haven't paid you before, and many of them haven't ever even heard of you before. So this is a way to grow your email list with the right people on it. Maybe you advertise the challenge with Facebook or Instagram ads, or you write a bunch of promotional blog posts with this um, challenge as an opt-in incentive at the end of the post. So whatever you choose to do for marketing this challenge, you're going to start getting a ton of new signups a lot of interest. And these people don't necessarily know too much about you just yet because they're just joining your email list. 
So this challenge isn't just an opportunity to share your expertise of yoga or self-care or whatever it may be. It's a chance for people to get to know you. So they can buy yoga videos from anyone out there, but you're special. So let your personality shine and let people get to know you. Be a personal brand. Make sure you introduce yourself. So after someone opts in, send out an introduction email with more information about you, how the challenge is going to help this person who just signed up. Build that anticipation for the challenge and start that immediately. Start that anticipation immediately. And also tell the user more about you. So allow them to get really excited about the upcoming challenge while also getting to know you a little bit better because people like to buy from personal brands. They want to buy from, you know, they want to take a yoga class with somebody they like. They want to take the self-care course from somebody they really resonate with. They don't want to just take one with anyone. They want to take advice from experts that they really get along with. So make sure you allow people to get to know you throughout the process. And of course, you also want to, you know, market your challenge to your already existing email list, your already existing, you know, social media network and people that have already gotten to know you. That's awesome too. You definitely should do that. But make sure that you are inviting new people to get to know you as well, because it's a great way to grow your email list and increase conversions for your paid offering. So you're doing both at the same time. So maybe somebody who just joins your email list is going to participate in the challenge and really like it. Maybe they're still not ready to buy from you at the end of that challenge because they're still kind of just getting to know you. That's okay. But then you're going to have something else of value that you give away later for free. And that's when they might be feeling a little bit more nurtured, have gotten to know you a little bit better, and that's when they might actually be ready to purchase from you. So the goal isn't necessarily just to get people to buy from you. I'm sure you're going to want to hit your numbers there and you should have some, you know, intentions in mind for that kind of thing, you know, what you want to hit. But there's a lot of other positives that can come out of running a challenge, not just hitting those numbers for that paid thing. Um, A Facebook group is a great way to make sure that things are more interactive once the challenge has actually started. So as soon as someone has joined the challenge, make sure you send out an email inviting people to join in to the Facebook group. And make sure you include a picture of yourself in the cover photo or the profile picture, maybe even both. And also the first picture should ideally be a picture of you or something that includes you and really allow people to get to know you and build that anticipation for the challenge in there. And then once the challenge has actually begun, you can use that Facebook group as a place to continue to check in and see how people are doing, how they're progressing throughout the challenge. It's also a great place to build community so that all of the challenge members can talk with each other, see how things are going. You can ask questions. You can keep the conversation going as the Facebook group owner to make sure that people are progressing. You can answer commonly asked questions. You can have, you know, Facebook lives and do FAQ videos. You can do so many different things in there to continue to build that connection and that community with both, you know, a connection with you and build that sense of community that they're going to get from continuing through the free challenge and then also working with you so they can kind of know what to expect. And if you're making videos, include an introductory video after someone signs up. Well, actually, you could create an introductory video, whether you're going to be doing, 
you know, videos like yoga videos or something like that or not. Either way, you could do an introductory video. The more personal touches you could put into your challenge, the better it's going to be. So each personal touch, whether that's a photo, a video, a, you know, audio recording, whatever it is, that's building connection further with your ideal client, even connecting via a Facebook group. Making things interactive can be as simple as including a call to action. So at the end of your video, let the viewer know what they should do next. What is their homework? Should they send you an email or a DM on Instagram? Do you have a comments feature under videos that they can use? If it's a Facebook group, you can ask questions to get people talking. Make sure you keep things really fun and engaging so that people are enjoying the challenge and it's not just something they're doing all by themselves. You want to create that sense of community so they feel really connected and happy throughout the challenge. So the goal should be that by the time the challenge starts, they already feel like they like and know you. So they're excited. They, you've built that anticipation up. They can't wait for this challenge to start. And once the challenge is over... Now the goal is that they've gotten to know you even more. They now trust you. They see you as an expert. They really enjoyed the process and they got something out of that challenge. You helped them to work through some kind of pain point. They're impressed. They're excited. Now they can't wait to find out what's next. So you're building that anticipation again with the challenge, but this time for your paid offering. So know, like, and trust always leads to more inquiries and sales. And that's kind of the goal when you're going through a challenge is to build that like that know, like, and trust up a little bit more with your ideal client. And those are my three tips. And finally, I'm just going to say to just get started. I know that setting up a challenge can sometimes seem like it's not maybe the easiest email opt-in incentive to create. And it's Maybe a little bit easier to create a shopping list or just a quick little checklist or a worksheet or something like that. Um, People tend to shy away from creating challenges and courses and kind of a little bit more complex, I guess, email opt-in incentives. But they're just a great way to go that extra mile and show how you can really create a life-changing result for your ideal client. So you can actually get to know them, build that connection, build that community, and allow people to get to know you in kind of a really small one-to-many setting usually and they can experience some pretty life-changing results if you just focus on one quick win that you can give them through the challenge and this is going to lead to higher conversion rates because again people are really getting to know you you're building community they're enjoying the process they get something out of it. They're getting value out of it. You're showing that you are an expert in whatever your specialty is in health and wellness. And then you're now pitching your paid program, your course, your membership, your one-to-one service, you know, whatever it is, those conversion rates are going to be higher because you led with value. You led with something of service first, and then you're pitching this paid thing. Anyways, I hope that made sense and I hope you give challenges a try if you haven't yet or if maybe you've done it before and it didn't work out as well as you'd hoped, give it a try again. See what you can do to improve it and kind of think about how you can incorporate the three things we talked about today. So making sure that it solves a specific problem, that you're keeping things simple and that you make it interactive and personal along the way. If you do those three things, your challenge is going to build your email list and your conversion rates for your paid program or service 
is going to be higher. And that's it for episode 20. If you have any questions at all, I am happy to help. And next week, we're going to be back with a brand new episode where we're going to be talking all about mindset. I've got a special guest on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast next week. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. I love talking about mindset and it was such a fun conversation to have. So that's coming up soon. And again, if you would like to be interviewed on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast, I would absolutely love to chat with you. Head on over to my website and to the show notes, which is julesdesign.co slash episode dash 20. And um, there you'll find more information about this episode and also that link to fill out if you're interested in being interviewed on the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast, coming on and chatting with me. I would love to hear from you. It's a really quick just type form form (laughs) that I created just so I can get to know you a little bit better, learn more about your business and what you'd like to chat with on this podcast. So head on over there if you would like to be on the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. And again, if you have any questions about today's episode and creating a challenge for your business, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email. My Instagram's at Jules Design Co. Let's be friends. (laughs) And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Go To Wellness Pro podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. For more episodes, show notes, and to learn more about working with me, head to julesdesign.co. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would take just a couple minutes to head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you're not already, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, sending lots of love and support, and I'll see you next week.